Good evening and welcome to Hope International Ministries Bread of Life Bible Study with your host pastor, Pastor Mary E. Mallory. We pray on tonight that there is something said or done that will bless you and that will encourage you throughout the week. God bless. International Ministries. We have two of the prophetess here today that's going to take charge. Pastor is on vacation. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> so we have two capable uh, women of God that are here to um, serve the people of God on tonight. So uh, we do have Prophetess Yamiko. You're not going to see Prophetess Yamiko. Don't nobody type nothing in there. 
don't you do it. Amen? You're not going to see her because you always got one little smart Alex. I can't see. You're not going to see her on tonight. Amen? But you will hear her. <laughs> and that's the most important part. You will hear her and you'll be able to type your messages in and she may go back later and, and respond to them on the YouTube channel. But you will be able to hear her. And Prophetess Flo is going to be our, um, she's going to kind of just close us out or be instead of pastor. Amen? Because pastors get ready to decrease so that these women of God can increase. Glory to God. So again, thank you so much, prophets. I know it's going to be a good word um, dealing with the kingdom on tonight. Open up your hearts, open up your mind, and let the Holy Spirit use uh, her the way he wants to use her and the way he wants to move tonight on this line. Whatever he wants to do, that the people are edified and God is glorified on this line uh, then we, we we will get out of the way. The flesh will get out of the way and allow the Lord to have his way. Amen. And so I'm going to uh, turn it over to uh, Prophetess Yamiko because actuality, she already um, introduced her uh, on the conference line. So those of you that are on our Facebook page and on our YouTube channel, uh, we, we introduced to some and we present to uh, many that may not know Prophetess Yamiko. <laughs> She's the one that leads our worship Amen. All right. Our worship leader that is anointed and full of the Holy Ghost. And she's going to bring um, uh, the Bible study message on tonight. Amen. God bless Amen. you. And um, have a good, good lesson. Amen. 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 We turn it over to you, Prophet Shemiko. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. So let's open up with prayer. Lord, we just thank you. Father, we're asking that you would just enlighten us, oh God. Give us your word, oh God. Transform yes. our minds and our hearts, oh God. Let everything that is said over this line today, God, be acceptable to you, oh God. Yes. Lord, it is in my heart that the people would hear your heart concerning them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So our pastor has been teaching us about the kingdom, about the government of God, um, and one of the things that I wanted to touch on tonight was who are we? Um, and when I say who are we, understanding that when you're learning about the government of God, when you're learning about the kingdom of God and the transition from one mindset to another, uh, the transition from one kingdom to the other, you have to really understand who you are in the kingdom of God um, so that you can enact out what God has for you. And one of the things that I wrote down was, you know, and who are we is understanding who we are helps us to deal with and utilize who God has made us to be and what he has equipped us with. Sometimes we can hear a lot of things about the kingdom and, and this authority that God has given us, but because we really don't understand who we are and what we are equipped with, we don't know how to put that into action. Amen. Amen. So I want to just talk to you about this tonight. And it says, who are we? And we're going to start from the very beginning. We're going to go to Psalm uh, 139, and we're going to read verses 13 through 14. And it says, I'm going to wait for everyone if you want to grab that. Psalm 139, 13 through 14. And we will be moving through the scriptures tonight. Um, and I will stop and ask questions. And if someone has anything they want to say, feel free to join in. But I'm going to be moving through the scripture. So it, Psalms 139, 13 through 14 says, For thou hast possessed my reign. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. So first of all, let us just say this, that one thing that we must understand is that God has been covering us because we have been in our mother's womb. And Jeremiah 1 and 5 says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nation. So first of all, we know that God is not a respecter of persons. Mm -hmm. And even though he's talking to Jeremiah, we can believe that before God formed us in the belly, he knew us. And why did he know us? 
And this is what we are getting to, right? This is one of my favorite scriptures. I always go back to Genesis 26 and 27 because this is where the Lord formed us. And what he is saying, how does he know you? He knows you because he made you in his image and in his likeness. Amen. Amen. And that's where we always have to go back to. We're going to talk about a lot of things tonight, and I really hope we get a chance to go through it because I always... Um, get caught up and then we have to continue. But amen, we're going to try to get it all. So Genesis 1, 26 and 27 says, And God said, I love this, let us make man. He is talking about the species, not the man that you look at. He's talking about the species of man. So that means when God said, let us make man, he's talking about every man. Amen. Every man. Amen. Right? In our image and our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female. Now we're getting into the actual personage. Male and female created he them. Mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes. And I want to read 28 and said, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Yes. And this is what we're going to get into when we say, who am I? What do we possess? What are our abilities? Sometimes as believers, we can hear the word of God. We can hear the promises of God. We can, you know, memorize them. But we really don't know what we possess, right? What our abilities are. So the first thing that God gave us, right? The first thing he said in 28, God blessed him and said, be fruitful. Well, what is fruitfulness? Fruitfulness is just not having children, but fruitfulness is producing good, helpful results, productive, constructive, useful, worthwhile, beneficial, valuable, rewarding, profitable, successful, effective. Fruitfulness is built into you. So that means that productiveness is built in you. Constructiveness, the ability to create, is built in you. Usefulness is built in you. Mm -hmm. Value is built in you. Profitability is built. Success is built in you. Mm -hmm. He gave that to you. Right? Mark 11 and 24 says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, what ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. The ability to produce. We are made in the image and the likeness of God, and this is something that we have to grasp and really gain within ourselves. God has made you a producer. You are a producer. You are able to produce. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The word also says to confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Effectual means effective, produce result, produces results. Fervent means with conviction. We believe what we are praying about, right? All of these scriptures back up the fact that you are fruitful. You are able to produce. God confirms it in his word that we are productive. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I don't think as believers that we feel productive. <laughs> and we're waiting on the Lord to produce it for us, to construct it for us to put it into motion for us, to be effective for us. Mm -hmm. And the Lord is like, I made you fruitful. I made you productive. Amen. I made, I gave you the ability to construct. 
But these are things that we have to start believing about ourselves, right? So that when God is speaking to us and when he is giving us instruction or when he is giving us an idea or giving us inspiration or giving us the next move, the next thing, we have to believe that we're producers. We can produce this thing. Yes. We can do this. We get limited in our thinking, right? Because we're like, well, how can I make this happen? Or how can I? Listen, God has put fruitfulness in you. It's in you. The next thing we're going to talk about is he said after fruitfulness, what did he say? And multiply. Hallelujah, Jesus. This is where I'm at in my life. I want the Lord to multiply me. Multiply, multiplication, the process or skill of multiplying. What else does that mean? Expansion, growth, widening, broadening, lengthening. Matthew 6, 33. Turn there with me. This is a scripture that we all read. Hallelujah. One of my favorites as well. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. God has given us the formula for multiplication. When we are seeking first the kingdom of God, his his influence, right? Mm -hmm. His influence in the earth. His rulership in the earth. When we are seeking that first, he's letting us know that everything else is going to be added. Multiplication is built into you. It's built in. First Chronicles, turn with me, 4 and 10 says, this is Jabez. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast and that thy hand might be with me and that thou wouldest keep me from evil. That in my that it may not grieve me, O God, granteth me that which he requested. And this is the thing, right? The Bible says that the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He does not change. He can't give you multiplication if he didn't already say you could have it and it was it. Mm-hmm. So the so God wants to enlarge our territories. God wants us to be fruitful because he already gave it to us. We have to start believing these things about ourselves, right? That it's not an outward. Sometimes when God speaks, we're looking at it from the sense of an outward thing, right? Mm-hmm. God is just trying to manifest what's already in us. Mm-hmm. If he's telling you to be fruitful, it's because you're already fruitful. If he's telling you to multiply, it's because you already have multiplication on the inside of you. And so I said multiplication is already in us. And the question is, could it be that God is waiting on us to understand who we are so that we can activate what is already on the inside of us? Mm-hmm. We, are, we are in a place to where God, hallelujah Jesus, is trying to take the limits off. We're learning about the kingdom of God. We're understanding who we are and, and what is meant by the government of God, right? What his intent and purpose was for us to, to have authority, to rule. But you have to understand that he has placed these things on the inside of you to be brought out. How can we show forth the character of God if these things are not already in us? be in you that is also in Christ Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. So there are things that are already in it because first of all, we come from him. So that means that there is something I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, let me get, let me back up. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting excited. Let me calm down. <laughs> okay. I'm getting, I'm getting ahead of myself. All right. Let's go to replenish. 
told us to replenish, right? So he has said that we are to be fruitful. His fruitfulness is in us. Fruitfulness means that we are to produce, right? Value, profitable, successful. How many know that anything that you, how many know that success is already in you? If there is no failure in him, he lives on the inside of you. Now that's not to say that we don't have things happen in our life that don't work out, right? Sometimes we have to try things three, four, five times. In the end, it works out for you. Whether it worked out the way you thought it was going to work out or it works out another way, the Lord has good success for you. Sometimes our definition of success may not be his definition of success. Amen. 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 But nevertheless, God has success for us because success is built in us. Purpose. We have purpose in us. And everything God created was good. And are we not God's creation? Amen. So we replenish. What does replenish mean? It means to restore. That means restoration is on the inside of us. Six and one says, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, least thou also be tempted. Isaiah 58 and 12 says, and they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations. And thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes. So what does that mean? God has placed restoration down on the inside of us. Let's talk about a breach. A breach is a break, a gap. We are to be the restorers that show forth God's character so there is no longer a disconnect between who God is and understand and the understanding of him. We are his ambassadors, those who represent his kingdom. Jesus was a restorer of the breach. Because there was a disconnect in what God originally intended to the interpretation of what the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the people thought. And that's why when Jesus came back, he started giving them parables. And they were like, we've never heard this teaching. What is this? You know what I'm saying? Because there was a breach. And that is who we are in the kingdom of God. We are restorers, right? We are replenishers. We are, to, we are to go in and let people know that no. And that sometimes it can be very uncomfortable. And I understand that learning the kingdom of God and learning the things that pastor is teaching us and, and understanding it can be a little, can be a little uh, uncomfortable in the way we think, right? Because you maybe learned something one way for so long or thought something one way for so long, and then the Lord comes in and says, mm-mm, that ain't how we do it. One of the prime examples that I love is when, you know, someone has done you wrong, right? Mm-hmm. The world system would say, well, if you did me wrong, then I'm, I have a right to um, do you the same way, or I have a right to... Um, a certain type of way, right? Mm-hmm. No. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to be a doormat and allow people to abuse you. Absolutely not. But what it does mean is that we don't take the posture of oh, I'm never going to forgive this person. I'm going to hold a grudge forever. And the world holds grudges. I know because I used to. 
<laughs> forever. I can hold a grudge longer than most. But when God started dealing with me and let me know that, no, you, if you want me to forgive you, then you have to forgive others. It doesn't mean that you have to put yourself in harm's way, but it does mean that you have to let go of that offense. Amen. 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 We are restorers. And our job as a restorer and a repairer of the breach is to give people the true essence of who God is. It's to show him his true character. It's to show him the true relationship, what it really means to be in the kingdom of God and to dispel those misconceptions. The misconception that the Lord is going to do everything for you and you don't have to do anything. Problem. Mm -hmm. Salvation is free. Everything else costs. Yes. Amen. Amen. We have to get to the place to where we understand that Jesus came, but even he had to pay a price. Calvary was a price. But yet and still, that restoration is in him. And that restoration is in us. Because God said we are to replenish. That makes us replenishers. Right? Mm -hmm. Now we're going to get into the next thing. What did God say? And this is all in who we are, right? All of who God has created and what he has equipped us with. We are to subdue. What does subdue mean? And before we get into what subdue means, does anybody have anything they want to share? Their thinking, thoughts, questions? If you ask questions on um, the YouTube, I will go back and look and answer. Um, if anybody has a question or a thought now, you can ask, and I'm open. We can hear, and, 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 and we can communicate and dialogue with one another. Does anybody have anything they want to say? Um, can I, uh, Prophetess, I just um, want to touch mm -hmm. on what it means to um, the price. You know, because, like, we hear that, yeah. and we've heard that a lot, you know, in years mm -hmm. gone by. And sometimes I don't think we have a true understanding of what that means to, are you willing to pay the pay price? price? Okay. Yes. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. Are you asking that question yes. or are you, yes. you going to? Yes. Are you asking that question? Yes. Okay. So what is paying a price? Well, paying a price is giving up your will. Paying a price is coming to the understanding that it's really not about your opinion. Mm -hmm. Paying a price is dying to yourself. Mm -hmm. Dispossessing the enemy in your own soul. Well, what does that mean? That means that when you see that what you are living is not lining up with what God is saying. You don't hearken, try to deal with the Lord or take the posture of, well, God, you know my heart. Well, God, no. We are accountable to the Father and we say, you know what, God? Even though it may be uncomfortable and even though, because dying to yourself is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that is the problem oh, yes. of dying to yourself. That's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And it can even be, um, what is the word we use in psychology? It's like disassociative disorder. It's almost like when you can see it, you can't really wrap your mind around it in a sense mm -hmm. because you don't equate that with you. So in essence, 
it's like the easiest example I can say is that you lie, right? Mm -hmm. You see that the word says that we are not to lie, or you may be a person that manipulates. Mm -hmm. You try to get people to do things your way through manipulation. Well, the Bible says that manipulation is a witchcraft, right? Mm -hmm. So when the Lord starts to show you that you manipulate in the maneuvers in which you do it, you would say, well, God, I don't manipulate. I can't, I, no, I'm, I'm trying to persuade. Mm -hmm. Like, no, when he shows you you, the price is, is that you lay down yourself till that. You see yourself doing it, just like with me. I used to lie. Don't ask me why I did. Now it's like I, I don't. But at the same time, sometimes the Lord be like, you know what? I know it's truthful, but you He's helping you, right? Because then you become one extreme to the other. Now you just be blunt. But the reality is, I used to lie and not lie about things that were like, you know, it's almost like me right people be like do you want to come to my party and instead of saying no i don't want to go i would say oh you know what i have something to do tonight i'm sorry i ain't gonna be able to make it no i don't got nothing to do mm -hmm. but what were we taught growing up well you don't want to hurt people's feelings and it's only a little white lie Lord started dealing with me about lying period he don't care if it's a white lie. He don't care if it's a little <laughs> lie. He, if it's a lie, it's a lie. Amen. So when he started doing me about it, my first response was, well, God, it's not bad because, you know, everyone does it. Or that's what I was taught, Lord. And the Lord was like, listen, you let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. And that's it. Ain't no in between. Right? Mm -hmm. So when people would start to ask me, um, can you watch my can you watch my daughter for me? No. Well why? Because before I would say yes or I have something to do or now it's no, right? Mm -hmm. No, I can't. Well why? Because I don't wish to. But that's the truth. Mm -hmm. Price does that cause? Because what's going to end up and start happening is that the people that were so used to you saying yes mm -hmm. are now it's going to be uncomfortable because they're going to be like, oh, you, but what's wrong with you? Now you can't be a people pleaser. That's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You might lose some friends because now you're being honest. That's the price. But to walk in integrity, sometimes it costs you some people. Sometimes it costs you some uncomfortability. Sometimes it costs you some money. Because some things we've done and some people have done, like you trying to get over, you know, you know that you don't qualify for that. You wrote a, a lesser amount so that you could qualify. And the Lord is like, mm -mm, we got to live integral in all things. So put your real income down. Yeah. If I put my real income down, that means I'm not going to get this. Exactly. <laughs> but you got to believe that I will supply. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Amen. Amen. So when we start walking in integrity with God, when we start walking in the kingdom of God, and he starts dealing with us about things, that's the price. So when I say that, people be like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta." It's not, it's not you fasting. <laughs> it's not not saying that we don't, but it's you dying to yourself. You have to take up your cross, and you don't get to choose your cross. The Lord does, because we be taking up crosses that we really don't be caring if we dare or not. So that is what is meant by. Salvation is free. When we come to the Lord, we are open and Lord, and he's like, come on in. 
-hmm. But beyond the tree, character. Now we're not just sons and daughters of birth. Now we are becoming sons and daughters of character. Now we are beginning to be in his likeness. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. And so that is where the price comes in, right? That is where those, those sacrifices come in. You are sacrificing yourself. You're putting yourself on the altar and saying, Lord, take out of me those things that are not like you, right? Mm -hmm. And that is where that comes in and that's how we then become the repairer of the breach because when you begin to learn him in the true character of what he is when you see something that is not right and people look at you like why are you doing that one it's like you asked me oh now we can by experience come in and begin to show people oh that's not god this was his true intention that we be um, fruitful, mm -hmm. multiply, we replenish, we govern, we are having dominion. This was his true intention. Mm -hmm. And because you know who you are in him and what he has equipped you with, it makes you, it makes it easier to express it. And it makes it easier for you to walk in what God has called you to. Because you are starting to believe these things, because they're real and they're in you. And now you're calling them forth. It's just like the scripture that talks about the young man who was a ruler, right? But he had governors. But he didn't know he was a ruler. Even though he had access to everything, he still didn't do that. God has given us access by his word. I mean, he's given us the word, right? He's given us access to everything, but because we do not know who we are and because we do not know what we possess, mm -hmm. we ain't doing nothing. <laughs> mm -hmm. So now we get into the second part. Did I answer your question? Um, yes. I'm sorry. Yes. yes. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Is anybody else? Have any questions again please type them down and you can ask and i will be more than happy if i if i know the answer i'll let you know and if i don't we're going to consult the lord and he's going to give us one amen amen because he know everything i do believe that amen. so the next thing god is in type that wants us to do is subdue well what is subdue overcome bring under control we are subduers we're overcomers mm -hmm. we're conquerors to defeat to crush the ability to overcome is already in you. Subdue means to overcome, to bring under control, to bring under subjection. When the word of God says that every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God, right? Mm -hmm. What are we to do? We are to cast it down and bring it under subjection. We are to subdue it. If he's telling you that, it's because you have the ability to subdue already in you. So it says in the word, it says, what, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. He that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. John 5, 4, and 5. The power to overcome is in you. You are already more than a conqueror. Already that. Amen, amen. Placed it in the inside of you. That's Romans 8 and 37. Nay, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. Mm. You have the ability to conquer. You are a subduer. You're a conqueror. Yes. 
who God has made you and look at what he has equipped you with. He has made you a person. Fullness is in you. You are a producer. And he made you a multiplier. to expand and to grow. What does that mean? You can expand your territory. You can expand your influence. Mm -hmm. You can talk to one person, right? You can speak to them about the kingdom of God. That takes a hold of them. That's fruit. They go and speak to two other, three other, four other people and begin to tell them about the kingdom that you taught them. And now it's like five other people that are like, you know, I know, I believe that kingdom thing. That's multiplication. Amen. Territories that you never even went to. This is because, again, it is in you, right? God has made you a replenisher, a restorer. That's in you. And now he's saying subdue. You are more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer. Overcoming is in you. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. Mark 11 and 23 says, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt excuse me, in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Mm. What is God telling you? He is saying to you, I have already made you an overcomer. The ability to overcome is in you. Why? What did Jesus do? Overcame. Sin, death, hell, the great, he yes. overcame it all. He is God in the flesh. You are created in his image and in his likeness. If you're created in God's image and likeness, who are you in the flesh? You have the ability to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish, to subdue, because God placed it in you. He would not have said to do it if he did not give it to you and that it could be done. So you got to start seeing yourself in a different way. We have to start really seeing ourselves the way God intended for us to see ourselves. Because when you begin to look at yourself the way God intended and with what he has given you, you stop accepting low-level stuff. Because we do not serve a low-level God. You were created with value. You were created to manifest an invisible kingdom in the visible. And God wants us to look like that. He wants us to operate that way. 
So now if he's telling you that you can speak to a mountain <laughs> and bring it what? Under subjection. Subdue it. It's under control. How many things can we speak to in our life when we understand who we are and speak from a place of authority and knowing? You ever had somebody say something to you, but they were really unsure about what they were saying, even though they may have been right? You don't really put any type of credence to that, right? It's kind of like, like I work in a medical office. And sometimes one of the MAs will be speaking to a patient and what they're saying is right, but they don't have confidence. They're not, there's no conviction in what they're saying. They don't, they, they know it's right, but it's kind of like, am I right? Am I telling them right? It's like, you're right. And I can get on the phone and say the exact same thing that they said, and the patient will say, okay. Because I know what I'm talking about from my experience, but I also know who I am. You what I'm saying? And I think it's because a lot of times we operate out of not God confidence, but our confidence. And so we're looking at it from our point of view, the human point of view, instead of, like you said, the place that God, from the place that God has called us to be. And that's where the instability comes in, you know? It's, it's understanding, you're right, Prophet. It's understanding who you are. And one thing about when you really begin to understand who you are, you do not have to convince people that that is who you are. Sometimes we get so caught up in titles and positions and all of these different things because we are so busy trying to convince people that this is who I am. This is who I am. And it's not just in church. In the in the workforce, you are the assistant CEO of the CMO to the H and HFO. Like what? <laughs> because you want people to be convinced that this is who you are. And so if somebody mispronounces your title, excuse me, excuse me, that's not my title. When Jesus was just Jesus, he wasn't prophet Jesus, he wasn't pastor Jesus, he wasn't apostle Jesus, he was Jesus. And wherever he went, the fullness of him showed up. And that's where we have to get, right? Mm -hmm. That's why sometimes when, like people be like, oh, Pastor, like, I don't mind you calling me prophet. That's fine. I, I, that's, that is the office I hold in God, and that is who I am. And I understand that. And I don't negate that. I don't take that. I don't take it lightly. I'm not like, Lord, you know, I don't like, I'm not saying it like that. But for real, when you call me Yamiko, it's really okay. Because mm -hmm. I'm really trying to get to one name like Jesus. I really am. And me still show up. Mm -hmm. I can remember being at a service and the gentleman was like, would you like me to call you Hockney Minister uh, 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 Evangelist? Like, I said, you can call me whatever you feel comfortable with. I, I don't have a preference. Ministry is fine, whatever. I don't have to be prophetess, that's fine. Ministry is fine. And and the person he was with was like, no, she is a prophet. Now, I'm not saying anything. No, she is a prophetess. Like, 
ma'am, ma'am. And he got up and he ended up calling me minister anyway, which is fine. Like, okay. We have to get to the place to where we are comfortable in us, right? And, and because we know who we are, there is an assurity of who he is in us. Mm. And that comes through. Because God has given us dominion. He has given us control, authority, command, mastery, rule. God has said, I want you to have dominion. I want you to have control. I want you to have authority. I want you to have command. I want you to have mastery of these things. I want you to have rule, right? But you can't have control if you can't control you. take authority if we are allowing everything to have authority over us what can you command if stuff is commanding you mm. and these things happen right because we are confident in who God has called us to be lot of us don't know who we're called to be and what we possess. So we're waiting on someone to come and say, this is who you are. This is who you are. This is who you are. Listen, I promise you, if you sit down with the Lord and Say, God, I want to know who I am in you. Show me who I am in you. I promise you, he will show you. And if the truth be told, when I asked the Lord that many years ago, I really ain't want to know because I felt like when he showed me who I was, accountable for it. <laughs> and you know what? I am. When the Lord reveals something to you, you are accountable. Mm -hmm. You can act like you don't know. Mm -hmm. you know? it, it, it is imperative that we begin to understand and really take account. Lord, I really want to know you in a better, in a deeper way, right? Mm -hmm. But I know that if you show me who you are in a deeper way, I am accountable for what you have shown me. I am responsible for what you have shown me. Now, you can't go back like you all know. Now, you can act like you don't know and do whatever, but you can't. Come on now. We know. <laughs> it's like even for me, there's something the Lord will let me go so far. And he'd be like, all right. Now you're getting beside yourself. Because if you go back that way, you will lose your mind. Because you know too much. And I'm being honest right now. You, you know too much. 
So you can keep playing if you want to. So sometimes I believe that some people feel like, well, it's better to stay ignorant. <laughs> I'll just stay in this place right here because this place right here is comfortable. And as long as I know what I know, I'm only responsible for this little bit of information. But the Lord wants us to live victorious lives. He wants us to be influences in the areas that he has gifted us in. Everybody's not gifted to preach. Some people are gifted with numbers. They're accountants. They're, they can, they're accountants. They have the ability to make numbers sing, if that makes sense. And the Lord wants you to be an influence right there because that's your gift. You may be a banker. Be an influence in the bank. In whatever area of gifting, some people are creative. They can write. They can write music. They can write plays. God wants you to be an influence in the area of your gifting. Well, what does that mean? To be fruitful in it, to produce. Create, subdue, take control of the atmosphere you go into. Be fruitful. You understand what I'm saying? And once we understand that, then we go to Luke 10 and 19 and behold. I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall be any means, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. God has given us dominion, control. He has given us power, even over the enemy. It's like I said on Sunday: the devil can't do anything to stop what God has purposed you for. He is created too. Mm-hmm. The final authority. We have to stop allowing creation to try to bully creation. Like you are created. You are the prince of the power of the air. You are. But here on this terra firma, this birth, I have dominion. God gave me authority down here. And we have to start believing that. The enemy authority in the earth. That's why you had to come in a serpent. You had to tempt Eve with who she was already so that you could usurp authority. Because you don't have it in the earth. You have the prince of the power of the airs. The Lord needs us as dirt vessels here to enact his will. Because even he cannot go back on his word. He gave us dominion here. Amen. Amen. So we have to begin to really understand who we are and what he has given us. And Matthew 16 and 19 says, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. What about earth? Us. Mm. 
gives you the ability to to open and to shut. That's some that's some power, some authority there. Mm. You know, when you're janitor, we walking down the hall when you was in school, when you was little, you'd be like, I'd go to the bathroom. But if the door ain't open, you can't get in. But who got the, well, who got the keys? Right. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. he was the authority, right? Who got the keys? Amen. I don't want to go over our time, but God is so good to us. But I really want you to think about and take time to look at the things that God has equipped you with, right? That he has given you on the inside. That we just need to draw on those things, right? And develop those things in us. They're already there. Already there. You're already an overcomer, a subduer. You're already a, a restorer, a replenisher, a repairer of the breach. Mm-hmm. You're already a, a fruitful. You're already a multiplier. You already have, you're already a ruler. You understand? Yes. You already are these things. But we got to start believing this stuff about ourselves. Because once we start believing about our, ourselves and we start looking at ourselves differently, there's a lot of things that we put up with that's foolishness that we will not deal with. Because mm-hmm. we're like, Mm-mm, that's too low. Mm-mm. I can't deal with that. Mm-hmm. Things that we, we placate now will become irritant. Because it's just like, it will be like natty. Like, what is that? You ever grow to a place where maybe you saw yourself in one place and you were dealing with something, but then as God grew you up and matured you, it's like now when you look back at you, like, how in the world did I ever deal with that? That is so annoying. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you've matured. You're not there anymore. Can you imagine being your age right now and still wearing diapers? Mm-hmm. Now, some of us have to wear the pins or pull up. We get it. <laughs> but in your rightful self right now, that you wear your regular undergarments. Can you imagine having to somebody telling you, no, you're going to have to start wearing a diaper again? Mm-hmm. Doesn't you know it would be a little agitated? Mm-hmm. Not there anymore. Because you've grown past that. Because you understand that I can, I have the ability to be potty trained. I have the ability to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to do that anymore. And once we begin to understand what's on the inside of us, we have the ability to be taught, to learn, right? Amen. Not stuck there anymore. And that's where God wants us to be. He don't want us to be stuck. He wants us to, to grow, to understand who we are, so that we can fully enact this kingdom thing, not just learn it as knowledge, right? But allow and apply that knowledge so that it can become wisdom. Yes. Because we we are we are operating in that thing. Amen. It is 901. Does anybody have any questions? Does anybody have anything they want to say? Amen. Y'all quiet. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I pray that that means you were you were listening intently and you were like, "Wow, what is this?" Because you 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 are hearing God saying something to you in your spirit, man. So we just bless the name of the Lord for the lesson tonight for God's word. Yes. Um, I pray that you were blessed and um, there was something in there that touched your heart that you recognize you in it, right? Because it's really who God has made us to be. And I pray that he has shown you in his word. Um, again, for the those online, if you have questions, I will go back and look at them and I will answer. Um, and at this time, I'm going to ask Prophetess Flo if she would pray us out. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. We praise you, Lord. We bless you on 
Tonight, Lord God, we thank you for the word that has gone forth, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, that you are growing us, that you are maturing us, Lord God, that you are showing us, God, who we really are in you, Father. And Lord, we just want to say thank you because you are the God that deals from the inside out, Lord God. For many years, we have dealt with the outside, hallelujah. But we thank you on tonight that you are dealing with the inner man, hallelujah, to will and to do your good pleasure. Lord, I ask blood cover. Lord God, over this line, over each and every one on the line on tonight, Lord God, even as we lay our heads down on the pillow, that we would rest in you, Father. And Lord, we will forever give you praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. Amen. God Amen. bless. Amen. God bless each and every one of you. I pray that you have a beautiful rest of the week. And I will see those that I will see on Sunday. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Prophetess. Thank you guys so much. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to just teach. I pray. I'm just good for the, for the ability. And um, God, let me be so. So, amen. amen. Love everybody. Hope you have a great night. You too. God bless. God bless. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.